Welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. I hope everyone is doing great. <laughs> I just sent um, my son and uh, my 16-year-old daughter to Walmart for me. I don't ever really go there myself. But um, my daughter's been wanting to go and get her some jean shorts. And um, I needed something that I really enjoy uh I usually make my own marinara sauce or spaghetti sauce or what have you but um I have a guilty pleasure and it is Prego's Italian sausage and garlic I like it for some reason and um it makes for quick meals when I don't feel like cooking or dealing with it or opening up my home can stuff because some of that stuff is precious and it goes too fast and spaghetti sauce slash marinara is one of those things. Anyway, so it's nice that I can just be like, go to my son and be like, hey, can you take your sister to blah, 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 blah. It's nice. <laughs> you know, and I've been doing all these episodes about my children and adult children and them growing up and how fast it goes. And I just kind of thought it's funny and I should just go right into that before I jump into what I really wanted to talk about on this episode. Anyway, if you know what I mean about the Prego Italian sausage and garlic, let me know if you agree with me <laughs> or if you haven't tried it, maybe try it. And I know I catch a lot of flack for that, but I can't help it. I mean, it makes for quick like lasagna and all of that. I don't have to cook up a bunch of meat with it. I'm not like I don't really like a lot of meat anyway, so um, especially my lasagna. Uh, so that's perfect for me. Anyways, so I didn't know how I was going to approach talking about Dawn anymore. Um, it's created a lot of um, emotions for me and in my children, I believe, Um uh, so, I think I'm just going to talk, and this might be the episode where I just kind of end it for the most part. Um, I can't swear that I'll never talk about him again or anything I experienced or anything like that, but um, this might be just I fast forward through and I don't talk about little minute details of our relationship. There was a lot a lot of daily ins and outs, um, which just brought me to a memory, uh, when I said that, um, so before our third child was born, he had gotten laid off at Sawyer Crystal and we couldn't live in the apartment anymore. We couldn't afford it anymore. Um, because we lost that income. And I was pregnant with my third at this point. And um, I, we had to pay for COBRA insurance, which 
That sucked. It was like $600, and they still didn't cover the birth. They cheaped out on that and had the hospital go after me, and that stayed on my record for a while because um, they wouldn't just pay for it, even though I we were paying for COBRA, and it should have covered me and the baby. It was supposed to. We just kept me and the baby on the insurance and no one else during this time. Um, anyway, um... So we, my uncle, on my dad's side, um, my grandparents had both passed, and the house was just sitting there vacant, and he suggested that to help us out, and so the house wasn't just sitting there vacant, that we live there um, rent-free as long as we, like, you know, took care of the house and kept up with upkeep and stuff like that, and um, that was very generous, and I am forever grateful um, to him for suggesting that. That was like, that really touched me. Um, that touched my heart. Um, I'm a softie when it comes to people um, helping others like that. And uh, when I see it for others doing kind things or if it happens to me, it, it typically makes me cry because of happiness that there are people that give a shit and um, that touches me. So um, like really, really deep in my soul. Um, Anyway, uh, so we were living in my grandparents' house now. Um, and it was a two-bedroom, but one of the bedrooms was really, really large. The other one was decent, um, but the one was really, really large, which was perfect for three kids. It was, I mean, it was pretty big. I had um, my oldest twin bed on one side, my daughter's my first daughter's toddler bed on the other and um, on the wall by the bedroom door I had the crib and there was like tons of space in this room okay they had a ton of room to play I had I mean I had like two two dressers for them I had learning posters up on the wall um, <laughs> we'd go in there and do alphabets and math with them and read to them um, I had put, it's funny too, glow-in-the-dark stars all over the wall, but primarily over where their beds were. <laughs> They're still there today, and now my um, my dad and my my cousin, whom my kids call uncle, um, live there, and my, my cousin, who's like a brother to me, um, which is why my kids call him uncle, um, is in that room now, <laughs> and he says they still glow. <laughs> this is like 20 years ago you guys 20 22 years ago I put these stars up there okay <laughs> they still glow anyway um so like you know of course we were already having problems before we moved into this this house you know um but now, at least, I was on family ground, you know, like, I had more leverage. Um, and I didn't use it at first, of course, because I was still trying to make my marriage work. I, I didn't want, I didn't want a failed marriage. I didn't want to break a family apart. I didn't want to do that. I really didn't. And um, so I was still trying to just overlook his infidelities and... Um, 
you know, at that point, you know, I had like talked to another guy or whatever at that one point before he like took our money and ran or whatever, but I never did anything he did, um, which he still denies, as I mentioned before several times. Um, and, um, so after my kid was born, my third kid was born, um, this is something that really irritated me about Dawn. Um, okay. In this house, the living room had two ways to get into the kitchen. So there was like a wall, but it had like an arch in it. I mean, it was like a squared off arch, but it had a, like, you know, pass through to the kitchen one way. And then part of the room went into like a hallway where all the rooms connected to each other. Um, and so you could go into the kitchen through that way. So <laughs> my kids used to like, uh, they had this toy. It was a little dog that it's like legs moved and it made like a yip, 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 yip sound when you pulled it. It was a little pull toy. My son especially loved running around <laughs> between those two, uh, those two ways to get through the kitchen and living room. He would drag that dog and run around and around. They had all... The two of them, especially because the other one was still a baby at this point, they would run and chase each other with this little dog round and round and round. It would drive me crazy, but it was so cute. I'd be like, cook, excuse me, cooking dinner, and then they'd be like, yip, 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 with this dog. Like, <laughs> it was a little plastic white dog with brown spots, brown ears, with a red cord to pull him behind. It was cute, but. It was loud and annoying, too, but I just let him do it because I was cooking, so who cares? Whatever. Um, one thing Dom would do when he would get home from work, because by this point he was working um, at a, um, it was parts for the oil oil field, um, pipes. They would make, uh, you know, the big metal pipe. They would take sheet metal and form them into uh, pipes for oil pipelines and, um can't remember what the company was called now it's maverick maverick i think it was maverick um i remember that because they had a horse statue big horse statue out by the road that led down to where their company was and there was a sign there by the horse so i pictured the horse in my mind and then i saw the sign so maverick um don't know if it's still named that. Don't know if it's something else now, or if it even exists at all anymore. I have no clue. Uh, but that's where he got his next job after he lost the one at Sawyer. And he was making pretty good money there, actually. Uh, better than we had at uh, Sawyer Crystal. But, um... Uh, he would come home from work, and he'd be gross, like, covered in, like, black oily greasy stuff and he didn't work the oil field he worked making this stuff and they had to use that stuff to you know work the sheet metal and stuff I guess I don't know uh he'd come home really really gross and stinky and just nasty but he would like come in all dirty and gross and I'm cooking dinner and he would like come up behind me and hug me from behind and um, one thing to know about him is he is always in the mood always um so 
he was always hinting about it and being gross. And um, I hated that when he would come in there and do that while I'm cooking. And the kids are right there playing. And I just... <sighs> Another thing he would do... Um, we had a, a couch, a love seat, and a recliner in the living room. And I had the couch along the wall where the pass-through was for getting into the kitchen. The big couch was on that wall. The opposite was my recliner... And the love seat. And he would sit on the far right end of the couch. And I liked my recliner. I had worked hard for that recliner. I bought that with my own money. <laughs> but um, anytime I would get up and try to go to the bathroom or to the kitchen through the hallway side, he would try to reach out and grab me and pull me over to him on the couch and, you know, when you're a mom of young children, you can't just be, like, not able to move and someone holding you down. So that really annoyed me. He would just hold me there and not let me go. And I'm like, I have stuff on the stove or I have to go deal with the kids. I have to check on the kids or I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like he never got the hint that there are not always moments where I'm free to do whatever you want to do. Um, I had other commitments and things I had to do or things I needed to do. And um, so I had to learn how to walk way around him. No matter which, which direction I was going and try to like hurry and get through the archway area primarily was the safer route to go <laughs> to not get stuck. Anyways, uh, so that... That was something about him that really irritated me because he always wanted to have sex and I didn't have time for that crap. Um, like I had to go make sure dinner wasn't burning or the kids weren't hurt or move laundry over or go to the bathroom or go make a bed up or, you know, there's always something to do and I didn't have time for his shenanigans. And I really hated when he'd come home dirty and, like, rub up on me. Like, get the hell off me, dude. I'm cooking. Uh, go put your clothes in the washer and go get a shower. It's just nasty. Quit tracking that crap in my house, too. Take your shoes off at the door. He would just walk through my clean floors with those nasty oil-covered boots. Like, <sighs> men, if there are any men listening, please don't do that to your woman. Don't do that to anybody. Don't do that. Don't walk through the house in dirty shoes. It's gross. Especially when there's little kids crawling all over the floor. It's nasty, man. Don't do it. And don't be hugging up on her and trying to get frisky while she's busy doing something. Ugh. Gross. It's gross. It does not make us want to potentially even be with you later because you've irritated us now. Because now you've made it like we have to do this thing later. And it's not something that's just enjoyable for us. It's like a commitment we have to commit to. And it's just another thing on our to-do list. Don't do it. My gosh. Anyway. Um, <sighs> there was a time where I was going to go out with my friend Christina she drove um, a little Ford pickup truck, Ford, what was it, Ranger, um, like a 97, 99, I don't know, 
It was green. Um, so I left the kids with him one day and we were, her and I were going out and going to the mall or whatever. And, um, when I got back, it was like nine 30 or so at night and her and I, I got out of the truck and, um, I was standing there on the driver's side talking to her and saying bye and all that. And then finally, you know, after like 15, 20 minutes, she drives off. If you know anything about Southern goodbyes. It takes a long time. Okay. So it was another Southern goodbye. And he comes, as I'm going back, I'm going up the the ramp. There was a ramp there because my, you know, grandparents wheelchair, whatever. Um, I was walking towards the end of the ramp, coming up the ramp. And he flew out the door. He was like, who the hell was that? You know, when he'd known I had left with her, he watched me leave with her. I was like, that was Christina. That sounded like a man. I'm like, what are you talking about? That was no man. It was Christina. Well, it sounded like a man. I'm like, okay. I wasn't with a man. That was Christina. So he kept accusing me of being with a guy. Why would I, why, with my husband and children home, would I bring another man back? Fucking moron. I wasn't even seeing anybody. There was nobody. Like, I was just going out with my friend. It was a, a girl. It was my, like, childhood friend. My best friend. Like. <laughs> you know, it's funny to me. Not funny, haha, but funny, like, hmm suspicious funny I guess that you know why are you thinking I would bring some rando guy home to where my family is what have you done that you're guilty of that you're accusing me of that you know I didn't thinking that then but now I do now I see it uh, but now I know everything that I know and so now I guess let's continue on this was before 9-11 happened um my third child was born in may at the end of may and so in around august early september october time frame um, I was going into iVillage chat rooms to talk to people and I actually am usually relatively quiet and don't, um, I don't really talk much, honestly. Uh, doing this podcast is probably the most I've talked to anyone openly and publicly, uh, for all the world to hear in my life. Um, because these are just telling you little parts of stories of my life. So it's not like um, sharing daily details or anything like that. And um, and talking about opinions or whatever. Um, but even now online, I don't, I'm not that interactive with people. But back then I decided, you know, I was bored and I wanted to. And so I was in the iVillage because I used to have chat rooms. Mostly I just watched people talk. And every now and then I would have 
something to say and jump in and say something. So I did more reading than I did talking myself to anyone. But there was this guy, um, the way he spoke and the way he interacted with people piqued my interest. And so I did kind of look for him every now and then and would like make a point of trying to talk to him and connect. And, um, and it wasn't like I was setting out to, um, have a deep connection with this person, but he did end up becoming, um, a major life partner and we had our three children together. So we did end up meeting. I found out he was um, from the same area, basically, as I was, but at the time was living in Sandpoint, Idaho, which gorgeous Sandpoint, Idaho. Oh my God. I want to go back there. But anyway, um, so we had my next set of three children. Um, and so at some point I will go on and talk a little bit about um, our relationship and stuff like that, but I'm not going to make promises to do it in the style that I've tried to do with these Dawn uh, episodes. But anyway, it'll just play out how it plays out. Um, but anyway, we were talking and, um, and that's when an old friend of mine who had disappeared on me suddenly popped back up into my life and I don't know she said something she was like do you know where I've been do you know why I've been gone and then I stopped and I paused and because she she found me and then we exchanged phone numbers again so she called me so this is on a phone call she's like do you know where I've been you know why I like disappeared and I was like, you fucked my husband, didn't you? And then she said, yeah. And this was back when we lived in the apartment. Um, it was his way, I guess, of retaliating. Um, which is funny because it always just bounced back and forth, I guess. Like, anything he thought I was doing, he did, but it was all him. Um except for my one infidelity, um, at the time, uh, anyway, she told me everything, and when he got home, when Don got home that night, he found everything bagged up and at the end of the driveway, um, and I told him to move out, um, because remember, I was in my family's home now, and, um, I had more leverage, and was able to say, that's it, I'm done. So we were done, and he kept fighting, and he did eventually leave. Um, I told him I knew everything she told me. I even, uh, I even set up a tape recorder to see if he would admit to it. Uh, he did actually admit to it, but only because I knew so many details. Um... I think he would have still denied it. That was the only one he admitted to because I knew everything uh, and I had proof. Um, over the next few weeks after that, you know, I was still talking with um, Dirk. His name is Dirk. Um, 
I was still talking to him. Um, he was still in Idaho, so we weren't anything. We were just talking. Um, Don would creep me out. He would walk or ride a bike over the house and sneak around the house looking in windows. He would just stand there and stare at me. I would close the blinds and go hide where he couldn't see in the house, uh, which would happen to be the kids' room um, and maybe the kitchen. Um, I had to keep the doors and windows locked and the blinds drawn all the time because he would just pop up and stand there in whatever window that he could reach, like uh, like standing on the ramp outside of the the bedroom I slept in. I'd be on the, like the computer or walking into my room or something, and um, I could see him staring in, and he would just stare me down, and um, that was creepy. And uh, he did this multiple times. Uh, it's making me uncomfortable thinking about it now. So, anyway, um, we were done. My mom and the neighbor lady was trying to tell me if you've had, well, we were in Kmart, actually. I was telling them about um, Dirk and that um, Don and I were getting a divorce. Um, I had, like, printed up the paperwork, and we were going to get a divorce. I already started filling it out. Uh... Mom and I went to Kmart one day, ran into the neighbor lady there, <laughs> the neighbor lady to the house I lived at. Uh, her name was Sharon. Uh, she has passed away now, but uh, um, she was friends with my grandparents. And so, you know, they were like friends of the family or whatever. But um, we saw, we all met up basically um, accidentally at Kmart at the time, which we don't have anymore. But um, so... We uh, we were in there. I was looking at children's clothing because, you know, anytime I went to Kmart, Walmart, Target, anywhere, mall, I was always looking at kid clothes because they're, they're adorable and I liked buying them for my kids. Um, they always had cute outfits. Um, and I was saying we were getting a divorce and that I had met somebody else and he's he's better and well, he was, but <laughs> not great either, but better. Um, I have a knack for picking men. Anyways, <laughs> they tell me, and I don't remember which one said it. I don't remember if Sharon said it or if my mom said it. I think it was my mom. Well, if you've had one man, you've had them all. And the other one just agreed with whomever said it. And I just look at them and I'm like, no. I don't accept that. No. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I think that's an unfair evaluation of all men, lumping them all into one type of person. They are not all the same. That's not fair. That's like saying all women are the same, and we're not. You know, all children are the same. 
all dogs are the same, all cats are the same. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I rejected it. I was like, nope, I'm not staying with him. He's abusive. Um, he's cheating on me constantly. And then lying about it, even though other people witnessed it. Just didn't want to live that way anymore. At this point, I had like given up on the hopes of having a marriage that lasted my whole life, which is what I had dreamed of since I was a little girl. Why? I don't know. I guess because that was like the status quo is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to marry once, you know, that's supposed to be your partner for life. And I was totally sold on that idea. And I, it still saddens me, honestly, if I'm being honest and truthful, um, which I strive to be, I, it still saddens me that I am 44 years old and have only been married for 13 years. Um, and I don't know, it just makes me sad. Uh, I didn't think I was going to end up with as bad as a guy as I did. And trust me, he ended up horrible. Um, I had tried after a while, uh, years, years, years later, <laughs> to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he grew up and all of that when some, some things went down. Um, and I guess this is where I'm going to jump forward. He and I obviously divorced. Um, I got with Dirk and... Then Don moved on and married uh, this redheaded cunt um, from hell. And um, I still have ill feelings towards her and wish, along with Trump, that she would jump off the planet. Um, Don can go, too. Um, uh, he married her. She's a lot younger. She started trying to push her way into my children's lives, and she was uh, overstepping her boundaries. Uh, she tried to come in and act like she was the mom, and um, I was like, oh, hell no, you don't. And so I put her in her place, and I told her she better watch herself because um, I am a mama bear, and I will not put up with people trying to um, come into my kids' lives like that. Um, it, I mean, she was only like 21, 22, I think, when she came into their lives, you know, and I'm like, okay, I had kids young, but I was graduated and done uh, with school and all. You were still sitting in, like, junior high desk, uh, little girl, so back up. <laughs> I was married with three kids and that just ticked me off. Um, anyway, and she turned into a stalker and harassed me and my family and threatened us in all kinds of ways. I mean, she was, she's a horrible, horrible person. Um, so, I mean, horrible. The things she said she would accuse my dad of if, um, I pissed her off. Um, it was, it was, she's vile. Uh, and now I know they deserved each other, but um, I wanted my kids away from all of it. Um, that's how my first three kids ended up being raised by my parents because I actually pushed for them to go to them so as to stop 
the stalking that Don was doing. Uh, I remember the creepy bedroom staring stuff and he was doing through the window. Um, I felt like he was a danger to us. He had actually threatened uh, to put me in Crater Lake and nobody would ever find me. He would know how to get rid of me. Um, and I didn't take his threat seriously at the time. And, um, but my, I told my uncle and my uncle, I guess, squared that away. I don't know what he told him, but he said he said that to you. And so he went over there and took care of that. But anyways, that's how my first three kids ended up with my parents because I felt like that was the safest place to get them away out of that direct situation because I didn't know what else to do. Uh, and people judge me for that. Um, and it was the hardest thing I ever did. Um, which is why it's so hard uh, now uh, with my other kids letting them go. Because I've been through such that wretched uh, ripping away um, when it shouldn't have been. Uh, it happened too soon. And I'm sorry this jumps around and gets weird. <laughs> uh, let me try to get back to what I was saying. So he's with her now this crazy lady and um they're a match made in hell <sighs> some time passes um with them they end up apart and uh shortly thereafter she uh the kid they adopted together they adopted one together because she could not have kids she kept miscarrying them so but she wanted that picket fence, the house, family, everything, and bada-bing, bada-boom. Within a few months, she had a husband, a daughter, you know, in a house, and uh, oh, a new car. Um, I remember begging the state to not let them have the kid. Um, I wish they had listened to me because... Uh, right after they were going to the start of their divorce, uh, he was accused of S.A.ing the adopted daughter, um, who is just a couple of months older than um, my oldest daughter that just moved out here. Um, so mine and Dirk's oldest daughter, our oldest child, um, they're, this, they're the same age and... Um, And I didn't believe it necessarily at the time um, because of the alleged dates that it happened on were dates that he wasn't even here. He worked out on an oil rig ship, um, and so he was gone for, like, months at a time. And I thought, this is just um, his, his other, the redheaded cunt, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say her name, uh, way of getting back at him, retaliating, and trying to get more money out of him because that's just how she was and the way she treated us and the things she said uh, she would say about me and my father and just how she was with us. It was horrible. Uh, the years dealing with her, we had to get uh, lawyers involved. Um, we've had to make police reports um, of her stalking and harassing us, and um, we had to put up security camera. Um, because she would drive by our house and watch us, and it was just, I was so messed up from that, I didn't know t what to believe, I didn't believe that. Um, now, um, 
He did go to prison for five years for that. Um, at the time, we weren't really sure what to believe. We weren't really sure that he, he was doing that, uh, what he was accused of. Um, but now, after some other things, um, yeah, I believe it. I believe it now, and, um, it's heartbreaking, um, I stay up at night, I can't sleep, uh, I have trouble falling asleep most nights now, because if I think about any of this at all, I am kept awake, and I feel, like, horrible for many, many things, um, I feel horrible for what happened to their adopted daughter. I knew that they shouldn't have ever been allowed to adopt her. Um, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think that would necessarily happen. Um, but I, I just didn't think they were a positive influence on any child ever, ever, ever. Not in any capacity could the, either of the two of them be a good influence on on children. Um, yeah, they weren't a good influence on anybody. But um, I tried really, really hard to protect my kids and keep them away from any and all of this stuff as much as I could and as much as my parents could. Because he still had rights to see the kids, so we couldn't control everything. And, um, I guess, up until that point, the kid said that he'd never done anything, uh, to them, um, and I didn't believe that he had, but who the hell knows, um, I hate that... I was so naive thinking that <sighs> that when I found a father for my kids that uh, he'd be a good guy like my dad. Um, not that um, my dad was like My dad's a really good guy. Um, he has a really good heart. Um, he's not necessarily, um, God, I don't want to say this in a bad way. Um, not necessarily the best family guy. Um, he wasn't like mean or bad or anything like that. Just, um, he didn't really know how to handle having kids or what to do with kids or like he knows, you know, he's a good provider. He, you know, I know he loved me, he took great care of me, it's just, um, like when I wanted to play basketball or something, basically I was just playing it by myself, he built me, um, my basketball hoop thing, whatever, and, um, a couple of times he threw the ball with me, but that was about it, you know, it wasn't like, um, he was really involved, um, uh, 
father, but he was a good guy. And I just, I thought so naively that, um, I would have the same kind of luck with picking someone. And, um, I feel so horrible for, um, being naive, um, and having kids with Dawn. Um, and it, 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 the situation with him and with his second wife and everything that has transpired through the years, even though I did what I thought best, I still couldn't shield them from any of it as and my parents couldn't shield them from it as well as we all wanted because other things have happened that has made it impossible really um to to accept and um to live with and every night um I know for me, if I start even remotely thinking about it, I will be up for hours because I cannot sleep because I ruminate on how my naivety, um, because I see the best in people, um, even when they aren't being the best and I can see it and I can see the potential and, um, I mean, now I'm older and I have the experience now. I'm like, yeah, I see it, but you're not going to change. So I just walk away. Um, so, yes, I've learned. Um, and I know I can't uh, beat myself up for someone else's actions um, and choices in their life. Um, I did the best I could do. I thought I did what was right. Um by the way, I did try to get my kids back, and it wasn't that I couldn't get them back, but my mom begged to um, continue raising them because, oh, they had the lake, the big yard. They were happy there. They'd have to change schools. And I molded over, and I thought maybe she was right. You know, that yard was nice. She had, like, two acres and a private lake. And, um, because, you know, I never lost – I we. <sighs> Um, Don and I never gave up our rights. We just extended them to my parents and Joel and my, my cousin, who's like a brother. Um, so that more people, you know, we could take care of the kids kind of together. So we never, um, gave up our rights or anything like that. And, um, so I could have gotten the kids back. It wasn't that I couldn't, it wasn't that it was court ordered or anything like that. Um, I literally put them with my parents to protect them. I really did. And um I don't know. Hindsight's 2020. I wish that Dirk and I would have just taken the kids in and I'm sure a lot of issues probably could have been uh kept from happening, but you know, what's done is done, I guess, and um I can't go back and undo it. I can't change anything. Um I I can't change the kind of person that Dawn is. I 
can't change how my kids are, um, even if I want to, you know, um, I can't go back and rescue, um, from things I didn't even know, um, it's just, the whole situation regarding Dawn has just been a clusterfuck of bullshit, and, um, an emotional mess, and it's been really difficult on the kids, and everyone, just everyone, and I regret a lot of things, but I can't go back and change any of it, so, you know, at some point I know I gotta hang up the regret, um, and leave it, just leave it, because, um, I mean, logically, I know this, you know, emotionally, it's harder, um, I know that I'm a caring person and, and how much I fiercely love my family and, um, my kids have always strived to do what I thought was best, even if it killed me personally. Um, I don't know. I know that I can't, um, I can't constantly live in regret and what happened happened and the experiences we had or just the experiences we had. And, um, I can tell you now that I just hope, um, he gets caught doing something he's not supposed to be doing and goes right back to prison. I can tell you that for sure. Um, and I don't care who knows it how I feel about it and uh, he needs to go back uh, he wasn't in there long enough he should be in there forever they should throw away the key um, it's a really sucky situation the whole thing was just sucky and I just wish I I wish I could go back in time I mean, uh, there's so many places on the story of me and Dawn that um, I could go back and change one little thing and fix so much. There are so many points where I could go back, but I can't. So all we have to do is move forward, and I need at some point to really forgive myself because I know I'm holding on to all of the burden. And um, while he just lives in his shit existence, not feeling remorse or guilt about any of it, he's just a piece of crap. He's a horrible, horrible pe person. He's a piece, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. And, um, he leaves nothing but disgust and destruction in his wake. And, uh, <sighs> he's so toxic and he's, he's just, he's a bad person pretty much all the way around. And, uh, 
I, I can't even believe that I was with somebody like that. I, I mean, it just blows my mind because, um, I'm not that way. I just don't understand it. Um, I, I was so naive, so naive. And, um, and now I dragged my entire family through all of this because I was naive. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, guilt and remorse and um and I'm not trying to make it all about me that's not what I mean either just because I can see all that's coming across that way like oh it's not all about you no it's not not that's the thing I know it's not all about me I know it hurt literally everyone else because I thought he was just immature um, I didn't realize he was not okay at all. Like, at all. Anyway, <laughs> the good news, uh, our family is strong. We are tough. We are survivors. Uh, we all love each other, and um, we will make it through this. <sighs> and here comes the end, and you're about to hear the music. So bye for now.